Hey, welcome. It is uh, seven minutes after 10 o'clock, and uh, we promised you Professor Murray Sabrin. Uh, but uh, we're not going to deliver. I, I, I do still have the economic news, uh, so I will pass that along. Um, but uh, for some reason, we have missed the connection. Um, yeah, you know, Brian, I, I, he's probably just enjoying the warm weather. That could be, yeah. Yeah. You know, the, today feels like Monday, and that's probably what's on his mind. It's like, well, it's a brand new work week, and uh, I don't have to go to work till Tuesday. You know, here's the odd thing about this, and I've noticed this before. If you get a day off in the week, like like we're off, we were off yesterday because it was right. New Year's yeah. Day, you would think that the week will just fly by. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh-huh. It actually seems to take longer. <laughs> I I don't understand the uh, what's going on there, but but that's um, that's what seems to happen. Anyway, it is uh, eight minutes after ten o'clock, and we do have some economic news uh, that I want to share with you. One of them uh, dealing with uh, more and larger companies uh, that are going to be struggling economically in 2024, according to experts. Uh, This story is uh, uh, from the uh, PA Deputy uh, Business Editor, Pennsylvania. As more big firms are likely to go bust next year amid the double whammy of high borrowing costs and pressure on consumers' budgets, according to these uh, experts, uh, administrators are restructuring uh, and restructuring uh, specialists warned that uh, high growth companies like tech firms could be among those facing financial turbulence. The, the administration and I listened to Biden yesterday. What a blowhard. Oh, I feel good about all the new jobs I brought. He didn't bring back poop. Really, he didn't. You had a recovery that was well underway when he got in office, and those were mostly jobs that were coming back that were already, you know, that the shutdown had uh, had created. So he really didn't do anything except, well, drive up interest rates because of his, uh, his spending. Uh, construction sector, business service industries saw almost a fifth of uh, the total insolvencies that we've had in 2023. Uh, Official uh, figures show that the total of company failures over the first 11 months of 2023 were more than reported over the entirety of 2022. Uh, Experts think that um, what remains is uh, 2024 uh, that it will be the hardest hit. Hospitality and retail contributed to business failures. They've been impacted uh, by higher energy prices, uh, pressure on consumer finance and borrowing costs. 17% of all insolvencies have come from the hospitality sector, 14% from retailers. And that included some really high-profile uh, 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 Wilco uh, 400 shops employed uh, more than 12,000 workers. Uh, Planet Organic. Uh, I mean, these are you know pretty sizable uh, companies, and they're suffering. The economy is not as good as they want you to believe. I, I don't, um, I don't know why they're not talking about this. I, I almost, there's a part of me, Brian, that thinks they're trying to convince people. The economy That's is what good. it is. 
because if you tell the lie enough times, people start it's to believe no longer it. a lie. Yeah, but you'd think that you know when they go to the grocery store and they come home brokered in the Ten Commandments that they know things are not up uh, are not better. Uh, one expert says you ended up with some areas of tech, for example, where you had more competition funded in one space than were ever likely to succeed sustainably in the longer term. Uh, and now that funding is running dry, and you're going to start to see the consequences. So as this unfolds, it's going to get worse. Uh, there was a, uh, a piece about uh, office buildings. Uh, U.S. office buildings face $117 billion debt time bomb. Mortgages due this year threaten to sink the U.S. economy as thousands of workplaces remain empty. Billions of dollars in loans on office buildings that are about to come due could play havoc on the U.S. economy. $117 billion worth due this year needs to be repaid or refinanced, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. Big chunk of it is at risk of defaulting and costing bankers and developers huge sums of money. So when they're telling you everything is hunky-dory, and and finally, and I saw this yesterday on Fox News, finally, somebody came out and explained what's going on with inflation accurately. It was a friend of the show, Steve Moore. Steve said, prices have not come down. They've gone up, albeit more slowly than they were going up before. They've gone up. The, but, but when these uh, people who don't understand basic economics, when they get out on, on, uh, on uh, television and, and tell you, well, inflation is down, it's misleading. It's inaccurate. It's still going up. It's just going up, not quite as fast as it was before. So they they're just not um, they're just not accurately telling you what's going on. Be careful. That's all I can tell you. Be careful. Um, I'm I'm not a, in a position to give out economic advice, but as I've pointed out in the past, try to eliminate as much debt as you can. Um, and 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 start. You know, I, I was actually thinking, but God, I this is going to sound so bizarre, Brian. But I was thinking of buying, you know how they got those uh, food packages? I know Glenn Beck always talks about this. Yes. Uh, you can get uh, a three-month supply of food, and it's, uh, you know, 3,000 calories a day, blah, blah, blah. I'm seriously thinking of doing that. I'm, am I crazy? I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I probably am. But I'm seriously thinking that maybe I should make that investment. And, I, and I'll tell you why. We talked about Catherine Herridge last time I was, uh, I think last Monday, a week ago Monday. Catherine Herridge said she expects a black swan event, uh, some something like uh, September 11th, sometime this year. And she pointed out all the reasons for this, including our involvement in the Middle East and all the enemies we're making all over the place. Not to mention the tumult in the general election where the Democrats won't let voters, or trying not to let voters, decide whether or not Donald Trump should be the next president. 
that she thinks there will be some violent affair. Well, if they target the power grid, and I think that's where they, they'll have the most, uh, you know, they'll do the most damage. You're going to be able to get food. They're not going to be able to get your food. Their grocery stores will be empty. And so now I'm thinking of buying, like, you know, uh, enough food for two for six months. I would get more and invite Brian and Denise over, but I don't like Brian. Uh, so it's just going to be uh, me and Gwen. And Brian, <laughs> uh, Gwen's a good shot. I'm telling you, you try to rush the house. I'm sure she, she is. She is yes. going to pick you off. Is, it, does anybody else, has anybody else bought one of those, uh, you know, three-month supply of food? <clears throat> has anybody purchased that? I'm, I'm I mean, curious. If, if something happened today, today, would you be prepared to last at least a couple of weeks? I think it would be a little tough after really? a week, okay. a week or two. Yeah, because I mean, everyone must have you know a pantry of food that you haven't consumed in cans or or whatever stuff that you know is yeah, but stored away. I don't know how many cans doesn't of food. go bad. I don't know how many cans of food you've got, uh, but we don't have you know like tons of cans of, of food. We we, well, we don't, don't have tons, but we certainly have enough for a couple weeks. I don't think I can go two weeks. I think. Hmm. All right. So, has anybody out there, and, and I know I'm starting to sound like a prepper, but has anybody out there purchased those uh, food supplies that are supposed to last forever or, or for months or years or whatever? And what was the result? Have you tasted it? Is, is the food any good? I don't know. Maybe I should be wearing a tinfoil hat, but I am seriously thinking it's worth the investment. On inflation, Roger is on the line. Welcome, Roger. Hey, good morning, Gary. Happy New Year. You too. Uh, the uh, Biden administration is very proud of the uh, 3.5%, I guess, inflation. But they do not tell you that it's 3.5% of a larger number from last year and a larger number from the year before that, which makes it look better. But dollar-wise, the bottom line, it's still going up tremendously, the prices of groceries and things like that. And it's people don't understand basic math that when you start compounding that uh, inflation rate, it, it goes sky high. Yeah. And you notice that when you come to the checkout counter and that you're spending, you know, $50 more a week on groceries. Yeah, uh, it's it's a huge chunk out of the budget. All right, I am running late. Roger, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. If you have purchased uh, one of those uh, prepper containers of food that's supposed to last for months or years, uh, give me a call because I'm seriously, and, and, and do you think I'm crazy? Because I, I really do think there's a problem coming. I really do. All right, Brian, do we have to go to break? Uh, we're okay for a little bit. Okay. All right, then let me get Dennis on the line. Dennis, good morning. Good morning. Yes, I purchased a supply for, I think it was six to eight months for two people, probably a year ago, as well as I keep at least uh, 10 to 12 cases of uh, bottled water, uh, probably six uh, containers of propane, of course, plenty of ammunition in my yeah. thoughts, Yeah. Uh, but also a purifying, a way to purify water as well. 
So how much did uh, the food, uh, you uh, you got food for six months for what, two people, three people, how many? Two people. You two know, people? like I said, the year ago, and the wife researched it all, the best one, but it was 800 to 1,000 maybe. Yeah, but you know what, when everybody is, you know, scrounging around looking for food. Well, here's the deal, Gary, is, well, what, what's their thoughts? Is this a military coming into us? No. What I think it is, it's going to be people out of Kansas City and St. Louis coming to my door wanting food. Yeah, that's that's probably very true. I got a friend of mine uh, who uh, recommends buying a piece of property somewhere out in the middle of nowhere because right. the the bad guys aren't going to be able to get out there. They're going to run out of gas before they get that far. Well, there you go. And I'm out of nowhere, but it's getting more populated, too. I mean, when I was a kid, I'm 70 now. When I was a kid, there was no uh, lights around. Now it looks like... Uh, you know, city lights with the desk of dawn lights around me, too, so. All right. Uh, listen, Dennis, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Anybody else doing this? Am I going too far? Am I going over the edge? Have I finally, you know, found myself in a place where I need a tinfoil hat? Give me a call. Let me know. 874-9390. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. 24 minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, I'm looking at the economy, and I know everybody is saying what a great economy it is. At least the mainstream media are. Uh, But I'm seeing all these other warning signs, and I am truly concerned. And I'm actually thinking, uh, especially after that uh, Catherine Herridge uh, uh, conversation, I'm I'm thinking maybe it's time to go out and and, uh, start getting some supplies. Uh, and I was thinking about getting those uh, prepackaged food uh, supplies. I don't know how long they last. Got to be at least a year. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. If you purchase them, let me know how long they last. Um, and I'm thinking, and after talking to the last caller, maybe a couple extra propane tanks and, uh, you know, bottled water. Because if, if there is a, a black swan event, if there is an attack on the on the power grid which is incredibly vulnerable, well, it's going to be really touch and go uh, in a, within a week. Week, two weeks. And, uh, and you can imagine in, a, you know, in an urban area, it's going to be even worse. I literally will have to shut off the microphone, Brian, and then uh, go to the grocery store in the middle of the show. Oh, no. Oh, wait a minute. I won't have to worry about that. We won't have electricity. Actually, we will. We've got backup generators. But anyway, did did anybody else out there buy prepackaged food? How long does it last? How much did it cost? Has anybody tried it? Has anybody tasted it? Is it any good? Uh, 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. Melinda is on the line. Melinda, welcome. Hello, yes, in regard to the uh, long-term food storage, yeah. we actually did it. We did a t- we did a taste test here some time ago. There were six or eight of us. Uh, we had five, I think, different brands, and Mountain House came on t- came out on top for all of us. We did breakfast, suppers, even some desserts. Mountain Top is that what you said it was? Mountain uh, Mountain House. Oh, Mountain House. Okay. Mountain House. Yes. Yep. And and you so, like yeah, and it's uh, yep it was the best out of the ones we uh, we tried five or six different brands. Mountain House came out on top, and shelf life is twenty years. 
Well, that'll outlive me. Um, right. <laughs> so, and, and the package uh, feeds how many people? You can get different sizes. Most right. of them are two, two to four. Two per to four. Package. Yeah, but you can get a you know great big box just full of it. Yeah, or cans. A lot of sometimes are shipped in big cans. <clears throat> that has so you can buy like a box that has all different kinds. It has like numerous breakfasts, multiple suppers, that sort of thing. Huh. All right. Yeah. I'm actually on their website now. I just got a ten percent okay. off if there I get go. their newsletter. All right, Melinda, thank you. Yep. Hey, you might need a water purifier, too, in case you have to go to the creek. <laughs> okay. Melinda, thank you. <laughs> yep. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, go to the creek. Hmm, interesting. Uh, let's, uh, let's see here. Uh, Chris, good morning. Yeah, I was listening to her, and I, I agree Mountain House is the brand. And as I remember, they have a contract making storable food for the government, so... What does that tell you? We're probably already paying for that. Uh, but it's good stuff. They have two kinds. They have cans that you can store for like up to 25 years. But I always tell people, keep in mind, they have to be in a stable temperature, cool. You can't put them in your attic, you know, like in a basement in a room. Uh, and that's the really good stuff. But they sell what they call backpacker packs, which is how you would want to try out their food. Okay? And these are designed, they'll last like, five years or something, and they're designed to throw in a backpack and go camping. Pretty neat little deal. They're a foil-type bag. You open up the bag, you put like a cup of water in the bag, seal the bag up, and it it's rehydrating it. They, they uh, freeze-dry all this stuff when it's fresh, and in the cans, they pack it with nitrogens why it lasts so long. But I'll tell you, I, I bought corn on the side of the road, Gary. The best corn I've ever ate in my life was in one of those backpacker packs. And I'm really? telling you, it was so tender and so nice. And it's amazing. It's dried up. You just dump in the hot water and wait like five minutes, and boom, it's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of brands, and I'm sure a lot of places to shop. But it's well, an interesting thing. And once you start down this rabbit hole, you'll start making a list that's everything you're ever going to need, and it'll never end. <laughs> well, I'm actually at their at their website right now. And uh, maybe I should order some of this just to taste it. Well, I, that's what I would do. I would order the, some of the backpacker packs just to try out, and uh, that'll give you an idea of what's good. I mean, you know, I've tried the pastas and stuff, and they all seem really good. I was just amazed that uh, something like corn could be that good, you know, freeze-dried and a couple of years old and all that, and it's just real tasty, but they've got a neat system. All right. Chris, thank you for the call. Glad yeah. to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. forgot to ask Chris if he actually has done this. I mean, bought enough to uh, to last him a few months. Jeff, good morning. Hey, Gary, good morning. About the uh, freeze-dried food, uh, I guess about 50 years ago, my parents got into um, a network marketing thing, uh, you know, starting, it ends with a way, everybody's yep. heard of. And they kept it for years, and uh, after they passed, uh, I got a, inherited it. It was like 25 years old at the time. And uh, believe it or not, it was still fairly good. Uh, some of the nutrition's gone, you know, in the can. I didn't know that Amway uh, sold that. They used to a long huh. time ago. All right, so and, you had, uh, I, I'm out of time. It was good, and it was uh, 25 years old. All right, uh, Jeff, thank you. Uh, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Up against the clock, folks. Got to run Gary Nolan Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 1035, glad to have you with us. Traveling with large amounts of cash. We've talked about asset forfeiture. 
But what <clears throat> what this law enforcement officer is suggesting, when you hear this, and I'll, I'll share it with you in a minute, it's just outrageous. <laughs> it's just outrageous. In the meantime, we're talking about uh, preppers, and I'm thinking that we're, we might have a black swan event this year. Uh, this is based on uh, a couple of things. Uh, a report from Catherine Harridge uh, uh, at CBS News talking about uh, how we've got all these, you know, the political tumult. Uh, because it's getting really outrageous out there, what the Democrats are doing. Uh, but it's also uh, a problem that we're involved in all these wars all around the world. Uh, then you combine that with an open border. And I think they're probably going to, if they're going to do anything, they'll probably go after the power supply. Uh, the, the electrical grid. So I'm thinking maybe it's time to go out and, and buy some of this prepackaged food that lasts for years. And I'm getting all kinds of great information. Uh, Thomas uh, suggested uh, that, uh, you know, if there are prescription medicines needed, vitamins, uh, supplements, um, that uh, you should have that too. Yeah. Gwen needs a lot of prescription drugs. Um, of course, it'd be a lot easier to get the prescription drugs she needs if the government didn't get in the way. You'd just go to the drugstore and say, this is how much I need. Janelle, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Hi, Gary. This is Janelle. Yes. I uh, have also stockpiled some uh, long-term uh, food, and I get mine from Thrive Life. And it was shared to me by uh, my sister-in-law, actually. You do have to have a sponsor to uh, to get some foods. And I am the only one, I think, around this area. But uh, it was shared with me. And you are not required to uh, make any kind of a business out of it. You buy your own food. That's what I've done. Uh, you also make a commission off of what you buy for yourself and you get a reimbursement. So um, I just thought I'd just share that with you. And I also, they're mostly just whole foods like celery and rice and beans and uh, powdered milk and uh, bell peppers of all kinds, even cheese. Um, so I just thought I'd give a, a shout out that uh, we've got another alternative out there. An unopened can will last you 25 years. Oftentimes, I store mine in airtight containers with a um, oxygen absorber, and I don't have to go to the store much. I live in the country, and I use my celery and, and some of my stockpile myself every day. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, bye -bye. Janelle. Thank you. Bye-bye. Glad to have you on the, on the program. Uh, the problem with the, pack, with the food packs... If you're watching sugars and carb intake, you'll be sorely disappointed. As a diabetic, I always say, store what you eat and what you eat. Uh, I'm not disrespecting the industry. Uh, I use them, but I pick and choose what I buy. Yeah, I guess if you're... Uh, and, and I try to refrain from uh, refined carbohydrates myself. But under those circumstances, uh, you know, you go for a couple of days uh, without food, you'll You'll probably eat pretty much anything that's put in front of you. As a diabetic, I don't think you have that kind of flexibility. Uh, so I'm not sure how you handle that. Moving on, because we got some more ground that we need to cover. This asset forfeiture thing. 
You know, libertarians have been opposed to this forever, and it's all part of the drug war. But when you hear law enforcement talk about it, and I talked about it with uh, uh, Columbia's uh, uh, police union about this, uh, the, the head of the, uh, the union, you got to be able to demonstrate some level of legitimacy. This is the head of the National Sheriff's Association about carrying a lot of money. Traveling with large amounts of cash in the United States is legal. But the head of the National Sheriff's Association was being interviewed and he said, you got to be able to demonstrate some level of legitimacy. What? Apparently a North Carolina news outlet out of Charlotte uh, was talking about uh, civil asset forfeiture. And this is where the police take the money, even if you aren't charged with any crime. They just think you've got too much money, you must be up to no good, and they take the money. And what generally happens is it costs you more to get it back than they've taken, and so you let it go. But in October, apparently this uh, television station uh, reported on how a sex crime victim was denied a court-ordered settlement from her abuser because the police had already taken his cash using civil asset forfeiture and handed it over to the federal government. Um, and this is, this is really crazy. Charlotte area police departments got $20 million in 2018 because the Justice Department, the federal government, has this equitable sharing program. And uh, Jonathan Thompson, the executive director of the National Sheriff's Association, being interviewed, said, you want to assume that everybody's innocent of a crime that's carrying a million dollars in cash? Well, you don't have a choice in that, officer. Is that the way the law works? You're innocent until proven guilty? That's what the reporter asked. Well, you're innocent until proven guilty, but you are not just carrying around a million dollars or $10,000 in cash without some level of notification and legitimacy. You got to be able to demonstrate some level of legitimacy. Well, why? What right should you have to seize someone's money just because you're suspicious? It's so unbelievable that we have this going on. Uh, if it's not illegal, the reporter says, if it's not illegal to carry the cash, why should I have to prove that it's my cash to begin with? Well, how do I know it's yours, the, police, the sheriff's office says. Well, you could get probable cause and arrest me, the reporter said. Well, that's exactly what they do, and if they don't, they need policies and procedures. Let's define the proper... Well, they don't do that. These people are losing their money or vehicles or real estate to law enforcement without anybody being arrested for anything. And this is the United States of America. How are we letting this happen? There was a report back in 2017 that Justice Department uh, 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 IG, the Inspector General found that the Drug Enforcement Administration had seized $4 billion 
dollars in cash from people that were suspected of uh, uh, drug activity. 3.2 billion of those seizures were never connected to any criminal charges. Uh, the seizures occurred like at airports, uh, where local police uh, are, are members of a DEA task force. And they, and, and this is why when states try to prevent this from happening, the police still and the sheriffs still profit from it. Because they just give the money to the federal government and then they get a kickback. So it's not the state uh, taking the money or keeping the money or the local police. It's essentially the federal government doing it. And then saying to the local uh, you know, law enforcement agency, well, here's your share. You can have this back. The states can't do this. Only the federal government can do this. Uh, a federal court back in September said that Detroit's asset forfeiture program violated uh, the rights, uh, the constitutional rights of vehicle owners, making them wait months, even years, for hearings to challenge the seizures uh, for, from their cars. Th- this is just wrong. Now, how could... Uh, the only way the state could protect you from this would be if they passed something like the Second Amendment Preservation Act uh, that requires federal agents to do all of the arresting and investigating and for the state to not investigate or enforce federal law. That would be ideal. In other words, you can't say, well, I may be, uh, I'm a police officer in Springfield, but I'm also doubling as a DEA agent, uh, so uh, we'll share this money and I'll get a kickback. No. If they violated Missouri law, you arrest them. If they violated federal law, let the feds come in and arrest them. If states started doing this across the board, several things would happen. Not the least of which would be a huge drop in this asset forfeiture theft ring. But it would also force the federal government to think about all the laws they're writing. If they're the ones that have to enforce them, they're going to have to come up with enough people to do it. That's going to be a struggle. But the fact that that a law enforcement officer is saying, how do I know it's yours? How do I know? you got to prove it. You should find that outrageous. It's the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 1051. Glad to have you with us. we got us some John Stossel. We'll be playing that in a few minutes. A uh, woman on MSNBC. I'm sorry, did I say woman? No, that's not what I meant. Uh, a guest on MSNBC said um, only about 20%, people are only about 20% responsible for their own health care. Structural racism is the most significant factor. I <laughs> uh, can't wait to get to that. Uh, so how insane is this? We were talking about uh, asset forfeiture and the Sheriff's Association saying, yeah, it's your money, uh, but you got to prove to me how it is, that you're, you know, where you got it, what you're going to do with it. Otherwise, we're taking it. Don't have to charge you with a crime. We're just going to take it. Uh, and to that uh, end, uh, Moral is on the line. Moral, welcome. 
Hey, Gary, how are you doing? Uh, I'm well. What's up? Well, you know, I didn't mean to get you, Bill. But I remember one time I was trying to call you because I, you, you've been talking about the, the age factor in the presidential race. Mo- moral, like, moral, moral, moral. We're talking about asset forfeiture. What do you have to say? Oh, are you talking about only that topic? Because I, 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 I tried to ask Brian what you're talking about. And well, then, you and mean you he, called without listening? Well, yeah, because you haven't taken my calls. And so I, I thought, moral, I, I, moral. If if you're going to eavesdrop, pay attention. Turn the radio on. Listen to what we're talking about. Now you got to pay a fine because you missed part of the show. <laughs> well, no, no, I, I, I'm still not clear what you're talking about because I tried I tried to tune you in and my, my smartphone hung up on me and then I just started you a call because y'all won't take my calls anyway. Moral, <laughs> I've taken your calls constantly. Okay, taking yeah, it right now. Well, no, 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 I didn't, I didn't call the office because and, and, and you told me words to you and both Randy because nobody was taking my calls. Well, I've been taking your calls. I've been taking. I've been on vacation for a week, but I took your calls the week before. And I'm taking it now. So listen, we're, we're talking about asset forfeiture, and uh, I'm uh, uh, the direction you're headed. I, I don't know, but I, so I'm going to move on. Okay. Okay. No, I have no ideas on that. Okay. Anyway, All thank right. you, Randy. Thank you, Moral. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. (laughs) Well, let me just uh, pick my own topic. Uh, All right, uh, that's good for Froster Buns Friday, but but not otherwise. Makers and takers, John Stossel. Here we go. The world is filled with makers and takers. I present to you the Cybertruck. Makers create cool products like Teslas. Some makers get rich. Elon Musk is now the richest person in the world. The takers are often politicians. We must substantially increase this tax. Politicians take other people's money and spend it the way they want. That's a lot of money. And I want to make sure it's there to hit on the climate crisis. Elizabeth Warren and Elon Musk may be the best examples of maker and taker. It is time for a wealth tax. She's one of the big takers. We're going to hold the big guys accountable. The person whose wealth she most wants to take is Elon Musk. How much did Elon Musk pay that year? We actually saw his taxes that year. And the answer is he paid zero. Zero was true one year because Musk didn't realize income that year. But at the time Warren said that, Musk had to pay the government $12 billion, more tax than anyone's paid in history. Elon Musk is set to pay the single largest tax bill ever. Warren wanted Musk to give the government more than $12 billion? Three, two, one. Musk does things that government's unable to do. He invented the world's best rockets. NASA's given up building spaceships itself. Even the bureaucrats understand. Government workers can't do it. NASA turns to the private sector. America has launched. Musk sent astronauts into orbit, something NASA hasn't done for nine years. The new era of American space flight and with it the ambitions of a new generation continuing the dream. Musk lowered the cost of nearly every component of space flight. Door latches NASA uses cost $1,500. Musk's team modified a latch from bathroom stalls and built that part for $30. Most significantly, Musk was the first to develop reusable rockets, slashing costs. Government never even tried that. Reuse the rocket um, 
say, a thousand times, then, then that, that would make the capital cost of the rocket per launch only about $50,000. Why didn't NASA do that? Because in government, people do what they've always done. And lowering costs isn't a priority because they're spending other people's money. NASA says it's going to spend $840,000 a year on upkeep on a test stand that won't be used. Starlink deploy confirmed. Musk also created Starlink, satellites that provide low-cost internet service. He launched so many that after just four years... Starlink satellites account for the majority of all the world's active satellites. Musk satellites give more poor people access to the Internet than any government ever has. Musk made the money that allows him to do that, mostly creating cars that people love. First, it was America's best-selling electric car, and then it became the best-selling luxury car. So Musk creates cool new things and more than 100,000 jobs. But the attention-seeking politician demands government investigate him for wrongdoing. Senator Elizabeth Warren sending a letter to the SEC to investigate Tesla. Investigate Tesla for not properly representing shareholders. Seems ridiculous given that Tesla became the most valuable auto company in the world. Warren also complained that Musk is now the CEO of another company. The richest man in the world has taken control of Twitter. Musk bought Twitter after Twitter censored political views. Spent $44 billion on Twitter. Man, that was expensive. <laughs> so far, Musk is losing money on Twitter. What do you think it was actually worth? Everything. Because he's protecting open debate. I think you did humanity an immense service. I agree. Once Musk fired Twitter's censors, there are more ideas expressed on Twitter now. Also, imagine the joy of connecting with your loved ones. Musk, with his own money, is trying to help paralyzed people do things like use phones. Using only your thoughts. This is made possible by placing a small, cosmetically invisible implant in a part of your brain that plans movements. What Musk has created is amazing. If you're against Musk, you're essentially the villain. Senator Warren is that villain. Greedy corporate landlords. Corporate greed is on a joyride. Warren attacks people who create wealth. Greedy corporations. Of course corporations are greedy. Greed works. Greed motivates some people to try harder. But under free markets, the greedy can only satisfy that greed pleasing customers. They can't force anyone to pay. Unlike politicians. More taxation. Yep. Uh, big government screwing it up. It's ruining the market. Quick break. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 